0: Y'all ready to start? Leave your Bibles in your chairs. They'll put it up on the screen. I told Dave the other day, he said, what are you going to do? I said, well, I'll tell you this much. Everybody in that room has enough word in them they could teach me this morning. Do you know that? How many of you have been here over three years? Over three years. Do you know that the disciples became disciples and went out and healed the sick and cleansed the lepers and raised the dead after three years? Huh? Stand up again if you've been here over three years. Duh. Duh. Do you get my picture? You don't... You can sit down. You don't need nobody to teach you a lot of times. What you need sometimes is to do what you know. So this morning, I want to talk to you about something that's really, 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 really on my heart. And it's what happens to a lot of people. And it's what puts them down and what keeps them from doing what they're supposed to be doing. I want to ask you a question. Are you... Letting your past dictate your future. Are you letting the things that's happened to you yesterday or an hour ago or ten minutes ago or six months ago or five minutes ago or ten years ago or your childhood dictate what's happening to you today or tomorrow or the next day or the next day? Let me tell you some of the things people call it. They call it baggage they call it hurts they call it emotional scars they call it brokenhearted they call it abuse they call it traumatized they call it um, failures they call it rejections oh but i was mistreated you don't understand how they treated me or they call it neglected or they call it abuse Or they even go so far as to call it verbal abuse. And all those things are real. And all those things are pains. And all those things are hurts. And all those things exist. And I'm not denying one single one of those things. Every one of them exists. And there's not a person in this room that could not raise their hand and say that they didn't exist for them. You could put yourself under one of those categories. You could say, I had a failure, or I had an abuse, or I had uh, a rejection, or I had a this, or I had a that. But I want to read a few things to you this morning, and I want to see what you think about it. Are you ready? Okay. Wake up and remember who's up here, because you will not be able to be quiet, or I'll come and make you get up here with me. All right. Are you ready? Okay. Thank you. All right. Listen to this. It says, Thomas Edison, teachers, said he was a stupid, too stupid to learn anything. He was fired from his first two jobs for being nonproductive. Said, as an inventor, Edison made over a thousand unsuccessful attempts to invent the light bulb. When a reporter asked him, how did he feel about a thousand times failing, Edison replied, the light bulb was an invention with a thousand steps to get there. Okay? Albert Einstein did not speak until he was four years old. He did not read until he was seven years old. His parents thought he was subnormal. One of his teachers described him as being mentally slow, Albert Einstein we're talking about. He was very unsociable, adrift, and forever had foolish dreams. He was expelled from school, and he was refused admittance to the Zurich uh, Polytechnical, whatever that word was, school. He did eventually learn to speak and read and even to do a little bit of math. (laughs) Now, this is Albert Einstein. Okay? Henry Ford failed and went broke five times before he succeeded. R.H. Macy which owns all the Macy's... How many women knew who that was immediately? (laughs) Thank you. Okay. Failed seven times before his store in New York City caught on. Listen to this one. When Bell Telephone was struggling to get started, its owners offered all their rights to Western Union for $100,000. The offer... Was disdainfully rejected with this pronouncement. What use could a company make of an electrical toy like that? <laughs> Daniel Boone was once asked by a reporter if he'd ever been lost in the wilderness. And Boone thought for a moment and replied, no. But I was once in bewilderment for about three days. (laughs) Babe Ruth is famous for his past home run record. But for decades, he also held another record. It was for the most strikeouts. Said he hit 714 home runs. But he struck out... 1,330 times in his career, about which he said, every strike brings me closer to my next home run. Stan Smith, listen to this. Stan Smith, you probably don't know who he is, but you'll get the picture when I tell you, was rejected as a ball boy for the Davis Cup tennis match because he was too clumsy and awkward. He went on with his clumsy self to win Wimbledon and the U.S. Open and the Davis Cup eight times. He was too clumsy to even pick up the ball. So he went on and proved to them and won it eight times. Carl Lewis won the gold medal for the long jump in the 1996 Olympic Games. And he asked what he attributed his longevity to. Having completed almost 20 years, he said, remembering that you both have wins and losses along the way, he said, I don't take either one too seriously. In other words, he doesn't stake his life on either one of them. Listen to this. Walt Disney was fired by a newspaper editor because he lacked imagination. (laughs) (laughs) Are you enjoying these? I thought you might. In 1954, Jimmy Denny, manager of the Grand Ole Opry fired Elvis Presley after one performance and said, you ain't going nowhere, son. You ought to go back to just driving a truck. Who is Jimmy Denny? Van Gogh sold one painting during his lifetime. It was to his sister for $50. 27 publishers rejected Dr. Seuss's first book. Do you understand what I'm getting at this morning? Do you get the picture? Failures happen, things happen, rejections happen, messes happen, hurts happen, pains happen. They happen to us every day in our lives. We're in this world. There's going to be things that are going to happen to you. There's going to be pain. There's going to be heartache. There's going to be trials. There's going to be tests. There's going to be troubles that you have to overcome. There's going to be people that slap you in the face. There's going to be people that tell you you're no good. There's going to be people that tell you you're lousy. There's going to be people that tell you you stink. There is going to be people that tell you you're worth nothing and you can't accomplish anything and you're never going to amount to anything. But there's only one voice that matters. what if all these people had listened now 27 times might not sound like much to you but what if okay i'm going to tell you a story real quickly here the yellow ribbon theater i don't usually publish these things but i'm going to tell you this morning we're not on the internet and i'll make them erase it from the tape So, you guys listen and erase it. Before this tape leaves here, it doesn't leave here until this is erased. This is our family, right? How many times does somebody have to tell you no before you quit? And you get in your room and you pull the covers over your head and you say, Nobody wants to help me. Poor, pitiful me. Turn with me. Philippians 3, King James, brethren, never mind, forget it. Put your Bibles away. I said I wasn't going to do that. Put your Bibles back up underneath your chairs. (laughs) You already know this verse. Put it up on the screen. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Forget those things which are behind me, and I reach forth. To the things which are before me. The next verse, please. I press toward the prize, the mark for the prize of the high calling in Jesus Christ. Put up the Living Bible, please. No, dear brothers. I'm not still all I should be, but I am bringing all, what's that word? All my energies to bear on this one thing. I forget the past. Now this is Paul talking. Paul says, I am bringing every energy that I have, every piece of me that I have, to do what? Read it. Read it. What did Paul say? I am bringing every energy that I have to do what? Forget the past. Forget the past. Now I don't care for you if the past was 5 minutes ago. You bring every energy that you have to forget it. Every energy that you have inside you, you forget the past. You forget the bad people did to you. You forget the doors that slammed in your face. You forget the people that told you how horrible you were. You forget the people that talked about you behind your back. You forget the people that said things bad about you. You forget the people that rejected you and put you down and beat you and verbally abused you. You forget it. Their word does not matter. Their word does not make you fail. Their word does not make you succeed. The only thing that makes you fail or succeed is what you believe about what they said. That's the only thing. Paul said, I take every energy that I have and put it on forgetting all those bad things that happened so that I can press forward. And I can accomplish what God called me to do. Do you know the problem with people sitting in the seats and ministers? The problem is that the people sitting in the seats see the ministers for about one hour. They see them for about an hour. And they only see them preaching a sermon. And they only see them doing what God called them to do. To encourage you and build you up. That's what they see. Now, I have had the privilege of being around a lot of ministers. Some of the best in the world. And every one of them have had tests and trials. Every one of them could have quit every single day. Every one of them have been attacked in their marriages. Every one of them have been attacked in their finances. Every one of them have been attacked with their children. Every one of them have been attacked in any area that you want to see that you've been attacked in, they've been attacked in. Do you know the difference between them and you? They choose to press on. They choose not to think about it. They choose to get up the next morning and wipe their brow and keep going. That's the only difference. Because what if anytime you've seen Keith say it, what if we got attacked this week and one of us came up here and said, oh, God, I can't do it today. I don't want to. Please, just somebody else, take it all do it for me. I don't want to do it today. Please, please, I don't want to do it anymore. Please. How's that going to help you? Huh? It ain't. So what you get up every day and do is you wake up and put all your energies on one thing. You could do the very thing that other people have done and failed. But no, you choose to be a Thomas Edison. You choose to be a Henry Ford. You choose to be a Dr. Seuss. That's who you choose to be. And it doesn't matter if they slam this door and this door. Look at all these people. Okay, now let me just show you something. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Dear me, what if I had to every day I'm wanting something and I go to this person and I ask him for it. No. 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 No, 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 she says. No. 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 No! 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 Yes. No! 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 Would that cause you to want to give up and quit? Would it cause this flesh to want to give up and quit? We cannot be led by other people not hearing from God. We have to refuse to be led by other people not hearing from God. We have to get up every morning and say, Lord, your mercies are new today. Your grace lives within me. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I'm going to wake up today, and I'm going to put on my face, and I'm going to be happy, and I'm going to go forward, and I'm going to do exactly what you told me to do. I don't care what they say. They don't know you. I know you. And that's what you do. You just keep going. Now, let me read this to you from the New Living. It says, Dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on one thing. Paul is telling us he hadn't achieved being able to do all that. But he's still getting his focus. He's being honest as a man of God. He's saying, guys, you know what? I ain't got it yet. But I'm pressing towards it. I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to do it. Paul told us over and over about all the tests and trials that he had, but he said, "I'm going forward. I'm not going to let this bother me. I'm going to put it behind me. No matter if they, whatever they do to me, I can be shipwrecked. I can be beat. I can be all these things. They can talk about me. They can do all these things they want to do. But I'm going to keep going." What about you? You're going to keep going? Okay. I want to read you this other one, and then I want to tell you a story. Philippians 3 in the Message Bible. Start at verse 13, and we're going to go all the way down to 21. I think you'll like this. Friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all this. Now, this is Paul talking still. Now, the man knows God, right? Okay, do I need to slow down? Y'all ain't talking back to me. You forget, I'm not Keith. I'll just stop and wait. Okay, the man knows God, right? Thank you. Okay, by no means do I count myself an expert in all this, but I've got my eye on the goal. In other words, he hadn't perfected being able to put everything behind him. But he's still got his eye on that goal. He's still got his eye on what God told him to do. Those things of his flesh is still hurting him. But he's still got his eye on the goal where God is beckoning us onward to Jesus. Okay, keep going. I'm off and running. I'm not turning back. So let's keep focused on that goal. Those of us who want everything God has for us, if any of you have something else in mind, something less than total commitment, God will clear your blurred vision. You'll see it yet. Now that, we're right, now that we're on the right track, let's stay on it. Stick with me, friends. Keep track of those you see running the same course, heading for the same goal. There are many out there taking other paths, choosing other goals, and trying to get you to run along with them. I've warned you of them many times. Sadly, I'm going to have to do it again. All they want is what? Easter. They hate the cross of Christ. Amen. In other words, this is what Paul is saying. Paul is saying, if God told you to do something... And you go to this person and they tell you no. And you go to this person and they tell you no. And you go to this person and they tell you no. It's not okay because God told you to do something to go home and pout. And say, I must not have heard from God. It means get up and put your britches on and do it again again. And again. And again. And again. And again. And like Dr. Seuss 27 times. You know why people have to keep starting over? Because they keep quitting. (laughs) That's why people have to start over. If you don't keep quitting, well, that one didn't work. That one didn't work. I know not to go back to them. That one didn't work. That one didn't work. I won't bother with them anymore. That one didn't work. That one didn't work. Nope, that one didn't work. Just a thousand times. And the steps to get to where I needed to go. You know, throughout the ministry, a lot of times you see things. And learning God is like learning an individual. Some people you get to know over a period of time. And people learn who to go to and who not to go to for whatever they want to do however they want to be. I learned a long time ago. If I, I mean, 30 years ago, 20 years. Karen, how long have you been with us? How long have you worked with Keith at healing class? So how long have you really been with us? 22 years. Now, I learned a long time ago. If I, this was when I was dumb and stupid, 22 years ago, if I wanted to talk about somebody, never go to Karen. Never go to Karen. Never, ever go to Karen. And let me explain to you why. Because I don't care what they did wrong. I don't care how bad they were. I don't care how dumb they were. I don't care what stupid mistake they made. I don't care how mean they were. I don't care if they were mean as a junkyard dog. Karen's going to tell me something good about them. I don't care if I'm ready to fire them. I mean, I can blow up, and that's why I go to Karen. If I'm really frustrated with somebody, oh, God, what did they do that? Karen will say, but you know what? They really meant to do it nice. They really didn't mean it that way. Any staff, wave your hand if I'm telling the truth. It's the absolute truth. Karen's one of my best friends in the whole wide world and has been for 22 years. 22 years. else, because I know there is no need. She don't tell nobody. She won't say anything negative. I mean, it's going to be good when you talk to her. They're going to come out smelling like a rose. I don't care what they've done. It's always going to be good, or how bad they were, or how... There, I mean, sometimes you can't figure out how she's going to come up with something good to say about them. <laughs> but she does. And she, no, I mean, I have probably jumped on Karen more than any human in the whole world. Because I've taken frustrations out on her sometimes when somebody else is messing up. And, you know, you do that to people you love. It's stupid. It's the stupidest thing you could ever do. But you've done it. Every person in this room has done it. Remember, I'm not Keith. You might can pull the wool over his eyes, but... Every person in this room has done it. But you do it with the people you love because you know they're going to come back. And I've taken more frustrations out on her. And you know what she does the next time I see her? She's like... And I don't mean this badly. I mean it wonderfully. She's like my little puppy dog. She always comes back smiling and licking. She does. She does. She is the greatest person in the whole wide world. She is. She's the, I mean, she is. You don't find them any better than her. She does. And I don't care what anybody ever told me about her. She's gold. But now there's other people. (laughs) It does not matter what the situation is. It's always going to be bad. It doesn't matter how good it is. It doesn't matter what anybody's done. They're always going to find something bad to say. It doesn't matter how much you do for them. It doesn't matter how good you treat them. It doesn't matter how, how you put them up or how good you brag on them or how what you do. They're always going to find the negative. That's right. Come on. Yeah. They're always going to find something to complain about and be sad about and be down about. And poor, poor me. Why don't nobody care about me? But I want you to look at something. And let's be smart in here. Let's grow up a little bit. Y'all want to? Okay, look at this. People that are actually doing something for God, their lives actually change. They don't stay exactly the same year after 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 the fruit. The fruit. Their lives begin to change. They begin to accomplish something. You begin to see fruit in their lives. But if you're getting and listening to somebody and they say something negative about somebody else, stop for five seconds. Just stop where you are for five seconds and say, okay, who am I listening to here? And who are they talking about? Okay, um, I'm listening to them, and they're talking about them, and they're accomplishing... (sighs) And what are they doing? And how have they grown? And how have they changed? That is one of the ways you can move forward. You gotta stop listening to the wrong people. Quit going around people that feed you negative. Quit going around people that feed this flesh. Because that's what people want to do. When you're down and out, what do you want to do? You want to go to somebody that's going to pet you. You want to go to somebody that's going to make you feel better. Oh, slap that flesh around and tell it to get up and do the right thing. Quit pouting and feeling sorry for yourself. Every one of these people. Oh, I forgot to read one. Let me read this one. I forgot Dave was in here. Let's see if I can find it. Tom Landry, Chuck Knoll, Bill Walsh, Jimmy Johnson accounted for 11 of the 19 Super Bowls in victories from 1974 to 1993. They also share the distinction of having the worst records of the first season in head coaches in NFL history. They did not win one single game. (laughs) What am I telling you? So you didn't win a game. So you lost one. So it went bad for you. Don't go find the person that you think is going to pat you on the back and say, you know what, it's okay. You shouldn't be trying anyway. That's too much for you. That's too hard on you. Are you sure you heard from God? Get somebody that'll be a faith buddy to you that'll jerk the slack out of you. I got one of those too. Dave will jerk the slack out of me. (laughs) He won't put up. Pardon my fridge with none of my, my daddy's, my, my daddy taught me this word. We're not on TV, so I'm going to say it. My daddy taught me this word. He's over here. He taught me this word so I can say it. If my daddy taught it to me, I can say it, right? Right? Don't put up with their crap. Didn't you teach me that word? Dave won't put up with my crap. He'll say, oh, get over it. (laughs) Doesn't that sound like him? Is that? Yes. Yes. I mean, I'll come in or I'll say something. He'll say, oh, so what? Go on. Let's work. Forget it. God knows if you'll love him and you'll trust him, he'll put you around the right people. But you've got to choose to be around them. You can't choose the other ones. You can't choose to be around the people that's going to pet that little baby flesh. Get up. Do something for God. Accomplish what you're supposed to for him. I didn't say every person in here was supposed to be standing behind the pulpit. But do you know what? If you're supposed to be a Dr. Seuss, do you know how much money you could give to the ministry? But but this person told you no, and 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 this person, and this person, and this person. And so you quit. So that's why we don't have millionaires in the church. Not because God doesn't want to have millionaires in the church, but because they can't take two no's, much less 27 of them. you to be a Dr. Seuss not because he didn't call you to be a Van Gogh but because we got to build these fleshes up a little bit we got to get stronger we got a greater one living inside of us let me tell you something here and we'll close with this I'm going to read you one other thing let's see Um, maybe, maybe I can pull a Keith and read you two things I said I wouldn't, Keith, but maybe I'll be him for five seconds. Okay. All right. Ephesians 2.19 in the Message Bible says, It wasn't long ago that you were mired in that old, stagnant life of sin. You let the world, which doesn't know the first thing about living. Where are you at? (laughs) Ephesians 2.1. Sorry. Sorry. I said 19. I got 1 through 9 on here. Okay. It wasn't long ago that you were mired in that old stagnant life of sin. Keep going all the way down to verse 9. You let the world, which doesn't know the first thing about living, telling you how to live. You filled your lungs with polluted unbelief and then excelled disobedience. We all did, all of us doing what we felt like doing. When we felt like doing it, all of us in the same boat. It's a wonder God didn't lose his temper and do away with the whole lot of us. Instead, immense in mercy and with incredible love, he embraced us, he took our sin-dead lives and made us alive in Christ. He did all this on his own with no help from us. Then he picked us up and set us down in the highest heaven in company with Jesus, our Messiah. Now God has had us where he wants us with all the time in the world and next next showers us with his grace and kindness upon us in Christ Jesus. Saving us is all his idea all his work. All we do is trust him enough to let him do it. It's God's gift from start to finish. We don't play a major role. If we did, we'd probably just go around bragging that we did the whole thing. It's a good thing, right? God did everything for us he fixes things for us and he gives us the idea. Go try to sell that poem. Go with this invention. Go with this. So you got rejected 600 times. So we'll try 601. Right. Did God tell you to quit? No, no. What happens to people is they get off the path and they wind up in places where they shouldn't be because they quit and they wind up with people they shouldn't be with. And they go places that they shouldn't go. And they hang with people they shouldn't hang with. All because they quit. Because a few people told them no. Or because they got a little verbal abuse become some place in some bank or some place in some... Whatever. But no, that's not what God intended for us. Let me read you this next part. And I think you're going to... Did you bring, like Brother Hagen used to say, some shouting shoes and shouting clothes? John 16:33. You know one good thing about being blonde? It makes it so easy to hear from the Holy Ghost. Because you ain't smart enough. You know you ain't smart enough to figure it out for yourself. Because some people think they're smart enough so their idea is better. But blondes? They just go, okay, God, that whatever you right. say. Yeah, that's good. Okay, right. sure, why not? Yeah, okay, right. Good, yep, yeah, good, yeah. Because we ain't smart enough to, to figure it out. We just go, yeah, God, okay, yeah, that's right. We don't get all legalistic about it. If he says do it, we just say, good, yeah, we'll do it. I feel so sorry for other people that ain't born. <laughs> John 16:33. These things I have spoken unto you. Kim almost went brown, though. She's got messed up. I don't know. <laughs> Thinking wrong, I'm telling you. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Let me read it from some other translations and see if you really shout. If you can stay in your chairs, like Brother Hagan used to say, your wood's wet. John 1633, the New International Reader's Version. Do we have that? New International Reader's Version, not the NIV. Let's wait, because I want them to see it. Do we have that? Oh, come on. New International Reader's Version. Read it to us. Okay. I have told you these things so that you can have peace because of me. In this world, you will have trouble. But cheer up. I have won the battle with this world. And then the Amplified. I know we got that one. There you go. I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and what? Confidence. So when you go to this door and they say no. And then you go to this door and they say no. You stop and you say, God, did I hear from you? No. Yep, peace, confidence. You go to this door, they say no. You go to this door, they say no. Mm. God, you, yep, peace, confidence. This door, no. This door, no. Uh, God, you, yep, peace, confidence. This door, no. This door, no. Uh, God, you, yep, peace, confidence. This door, no. Yes. This door, no. Uh, God, peace, confidence. Oh, they really chewed me out there. God. Oh, I just want to quit. Oh, okay. Peace, confidence. Yes, That's right. I don't care if it's a thousand times. As Thomas Edison, what if you wouldn't have a light bulb in your house? How would you like that? What if we wouldn't have these TV lights? You wouldn't even be able to see how beautiful I am. It was a joke. Put it back up there. In the world, you will have tribulation and trials. What did it say? Read that with me. In the world, you will have tribulation and trials and distress and what? Frustration. Frustration. But be of good cheer. Take courage. Be confident. Be certain. Be what? Undaunted. For I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of its power. To harm you, I have conquered it for you. Do you know why so many people feel like the world is conquering them? The world is not your God. You are its God. You are its king. So, so what the world told you no? Or so what that person talked bad about you? Or so what that person mistreated you? Or so what you had a bad childhood? That is not your God. God said he loved you. God said he gave everything for you. And he said he overcame this world for you. And the only way that you can lose is to quit, to give up, to turn and go the other direction. If God told you to do something in this place today, you get up at your little self in the morning and you put on your smile and you put on your happy clothes and you get up and you go do it. You got it? Stand up. Stand up. You know what? Guess what? This time, this time, too good to be true is true. This is one time in your life too good to be true is actually true. Actually true. You don't have to lose. You don't have to quit. You can keep doing it. That's why the things like the greater one that lives inside of me, he'll give you the strength to get up the next day and do it again. And do it again. And do it again. And do it again. Your head will say, I can't do it anymore. But there's somebody inside you that will say, yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. You can do it again. You may think, I can't do it again. I can't take this job tomorrow. I can't take this marriage tomorrow. I can't take these kids tomorrow. I can't take my family tomorrow. I can't take my parents tomorrow. I can't take whatever it is. But you know what? 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 You can. Because there's a greater one that lives inside of you. Glory to God.